Warren, blow the shell, Warren. Come on. All right. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Oh, man. You know, I couldn't believe my eyes this morning. Because, like, you know, we, we had challenges lately. We had challenges. Not the kind major kind challenge. The kind time kind challenge. You know, like, I got to find time for do this. Time for do that. So, the first the first thing was we had we had to make time, right? Because you make time. You don't you don't have time or you don't have time. You make time, right? So I had to make time to do my YouTube, right? Guys on YouTube was like, dude, where you stay? Like people were sending me, like they were sending me emails like, uh, we haven't seen you on YouTube. Uh, how you been? You know, but I was busy, right? So I've been busy on Facebook. That's been keeping me busy. I've been busy like with clients, like, you know, doing Skype and FaceTime, that kind. But anyway, we want to say mahalo to you guys first. Okay, because we got, bro, when I looked at the, the stats this morning, okay, they call them analytics, uh, fancy kind, $10 word, okay? And when I looked at the analytics this morning, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Bro, that's what my Auntie Grace used to always say. You got to be kidding. And, you know, she said, and when you said, when she said those words, bro, you had to have on hard hat. Or a helmet or something, cause something something was coming down, bro, on you. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. So the United States, right? We get the United States. You guys know about that. And within the United States, we get Hawaii, all of that, right? Okay. And then the upper forty-eight, and we're very grateful to those guys, cause they make up the majority of our listening audience. So our listening audience is mostly the upper forty-eight, not Hawaii. You know, Hawaii is is close second. Okay, but we've been we've been putting up so so we've been advertising on LinkedIn, not paid advertising. We've just been putting up links, episodes, right? We've been putting up, you know, episodes, and people on LinkedIn from all over the world are jumping on the podcast. So we want to say thank you to you guys. Now we want to go over the countries: Ireland, Netherlands, Canada, Ghana, United Kingdom, Australia, Italy, Belgium, France. Oh, Israel, Poland, Austria, Germany, South Africa, Russia, Japan. That's a new one. Japan. So we'd like to say domo arigato gozaimasu. And Peru, right? Now, the percentages have changed between platforms, but just slightly. Apple Podcast is 76%. Anchor is now 8%. There was lower. Okay. Other is 8%. So that's like Google. That's like Pocket Cast. That's like Breaker. Like we're on all those, those platforms. And then uh, Spotify is 6%. So I want to say thank you to you guys. Now, the age demographic remains the same. Um, but but this is kind of, you know, funny. Like I keep telling you guys, right? When I was doing radio, I was attracting the same demographic. Uh, because I was on a radio station that targeted uh, the same demographic. 
we have more uh, males than females. We have 65% male, 34% female, but the, the age bracket, okay? So we have the 35 to, in radio, it's 35 to 54 is the group. On here, it's 35 to 59. So that's our biggest percentage of people, okay? 35 to 59. Now we have a few, uh, we have 14% 60 plus, Okay, now 28 to 34, we only have 2%. That's a very small number for us. But the 23 to 27 year olds, about 13%. And 0 to 17, 4%. We, we did not know we had kids listening. Okay, so we're lucky that, you know, we always keep it, we try to keep it clean. 18 to 22 year olds, 1%. So those guys not, they, yeah. Those guys who care less, they, they got they got stuff to do. You know, when I was that age, bro, I had an agenda. I had I had things to do. Yeah, I had people to see. I had things to do, right? You know, so it's kinda kinda the same but different. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so uh we'd like to mahalo you guys for being on the podcast. Now something, you know, some new things have been going on in Hawaii and new things have been going on basically like all over the world, right? Because of COVID nineteen. Now, a lot of people have been catching COVID-19 and they've been recovering and, you know, and then some other people have been taking it hard. They have underlying the kind circumstances, you know, health kind of stuff, right? So if you're, uh, I don't know, say diabetic or asthmatic like me, I get asthma, right? And so, so being in intensive care is not outside of the scope of possibilities for me and COVID-19. I'm just saying, right? So, but, but, you know, we, we really want people to take care. So please take care of your family, take care of your kind, right? Any relatives, friends, whatever. And, and wear your mask, okay? Cause a lot of guys, a lot of guys, they're out there with conspiracies, right? And, and we know about the conspiracy end of things, right? But, you know, at the end of the day, bro, you gotta protect other people and then you gotta protect yourself. If you're not gonna think about yourself, okay, but think about the next guy. You know, because a lot of people, right, they go, oh, well, you know, this is on conspiracy because first they're going to mask you up. Now you know more face. Now you only got a mask on, right? <laughs> like they, they come up with all this stuff. And um, so let's let's address some of these things right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first thing you got to know is we have owners. Okay. We have owners. Uh, it's called Corporate America for a reason. Okay. We do have owners. Now. The owners, okay, are so far above this conspiracy thing. I mean, you know, basically, okay, they, their job, now they get one hard job. Their job is to manipulate everything so that everybody falls in line with everything else, okay? And that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big cookie. That, that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow. Cause, cause they have to have cooperation. Okay, people have to cooperate. Now, if they want to get you to, you know, use a mask or social distancing, you know, a lot of people go, well, this is the beginning of socialism. And then, then we're going to be pushed into communism. Then we're going to have a one world government with a one world dictator, one guy going to rule the world. And I'm like, well, okay. If you want to go that far, right? But here's the thing. So a lot of these billionaires, there was a, there was a thing I put up on TikTok and I took them down because this guy pointed out, he goes, Hey, wait a minute. Now, Bill Gates went to Harvard, right? He wouldn't drop out, but he went, right? 
and then and then Anthony Fauci went to Cornell, right? And then there was this company. I'm not gonna mention names, right? We don't mention names, but there was this company that they said these both guys, both of these guys are connected, right? Along with Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> okay? And then and it really didn't make that much sense when you really you know looked at it, right? It made a good story, okay? And then George Soros was investing in this company. Right. And this company, you know, already has the vaccine, according to this one guy. Right. And now, you know, so they already have it. They just got to wait to implement the, the thing. Well, here's the thing. Right. Like, I believe uh, I really think and I, and I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So so people are saying, well, it takes, you know, seven to, you know, six to seven years to come up with a vaccine. And I'm like, OK, now. Just think about it if it was you, Hawaiian. If it was you, okay? Now, everybody that listens to my show, I don't care if you're in Japan, I don't care where you are. You're an honorary Hawaiian, okay, when you listen to this. And and the Hawaiians, when I'm addressing Hawaiians, I'm not addressing people with Hawaiian blood, okay, with the cocoa, as they say. Right? That, that's the Hawaiian word for blood, cocoa. K-O-K-O, okay, cocoa. But, but I'm not addressing those guys when I say Hawaiians, Okay, I'm addressing everybody. Okay, so to me, everybody's Hawaiian. The honorary Hawaiians, if you're listening to this show, there you go. Boom. Okay, so Hawaiians. Okay, if you if you if you're listening, if you paying attention to the narrative, right? If it was you, Hawaiian, okay, and you you came out with a virus, would you let the virus go on the planet without a vaccine? Right? I mean, if it was deliberate, right? Because a lot of guys, right? They're going, oh, this thing was manufactured. Then they, then the fact checkers came out, right? USA Today came out and they said, oh, well, the, the, we, the virus was not manufactured in a lab. However, we do not have any specific evidence as to where the virus came from, the origin. Okay, that's just like saying, right? That's just like saying we don't know, right? But they're fact checking against the possibility that the virus was manufactured. Now, a lot of people know that the virus has been patented, right? Whether or not, you know, Bill Gates actually patented, whether or we don't know. I mean, I don't know. If, if you got the documents, right? If you got the patent, of course, it was done by another company. But if you get the patent, Hawaiian, you just email it to me, okay? And you can email it to me at hereforyouusa at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I would love to get that email because I would like the facts, right? Now, on this channel, on this podcast, we don't, we don't talk about too much about the virus, right? We don't talk too much about that. We talk about the law of attraction. But what's really important is that you focus, you know, you place your focus, right, on positive things and you place your focus on things that are going to help you, right? Because you don't want to focus on something that's not there. You don't want to focus on, oh, Bill Gates, Bill Gates manufactured the virus. Okay, now, if Bill Gates did not manufacture the virus, okay, let's just say you're trying to manifest virus, <laughs> whatever, right? You don't want to go after that, okay? So let's say, let's say, you know, you're trying to manifest a car from a certain dealership and, and the whole thing is an illusion. There's just a website there and you're trying to manifest this car that you saw on this website, What? But the car dealership doesn't really exist and it's bogus. Okay? So what I'm saying is you gotta know, 
right? The truth about what it is you manifesting. Now, here's what Jordan Maxwell said, this guy, and he studies esoteric knowledge. And so what I do is I incorporate some esoterics into my talks that I do on Instagram every morning. And I do that at 5.30 every day Hawaii time. So far, we only missed one day when I was like, oh, bro, I am tired. I think I'm going to pass this money, right? One time we, we did that. But we used to give talks on TikTok. Now, the audience that I have on Instagram came from TikTok. But these are like-minded individuals, right? These are people that they're, they're like, okay, well, we, we agree with this stuff. And then, you know, we're going to follow him because, you know, this makes sense to us, right? So these people already know, right? And it's so, but what's, what's really important is that you understand, you know, Jordan Maxwell said, nothing in the world works the way you think it does. Nothing. And I'm talking about the geopolitical climate. I'm talking about I'm talking about everything, religion, everything. Bro, this whole thing was set up. This whole this whole system was built and set up. And there's partners in this system. Okay? It's not it's not my uh wish or my desire to like expose the system to you. It, you know, I'm not trying to say that the system is bad. We we need the system for certain things. But when they go around tearing down statues and the kids get all irate and they, you know, I know why, right? I know why they're doing all this stuff. And I and I see the, the bad part of it. And I see the commerce part of it, right? I see all the angles. I, you know, I, I've been there, right? I, I've studied all this stuff too, right? And the kids, I cannot say the kids are wrong. I cannot say that. I mean, they're wrong for the violence. They're wrong for the looting. They're, they're wrong for tearing down the statue. They should actually petition to have the statue removed. So, so by taking matters into their own hands, right? But then the argument comes along like, oh, well, if we don't do nothing, nothing going to change, right? Okay, wrong. <clears throat> wrong. Okay, there's a lot of stuff that changed because you were, people went through the process. Just like there's a lot of immigrants that came to the country the right way. Okay, they didn't sneak in on the boat. They didn't know. They they filed the papers. They, you know, or they married somebody, or somebody married somebody in the family, and they brought the rest of the guys. And they had to wait so many years, right? They went through the process. There's a process for doing that. Now, there's a process for the law of attraction and manifestation. As a matter of fact, if you guys, if you guys really want the, you know, the solid hardcore proof. Uh, I can actually show it to you guys. The CIA has declassified documents that they did experiments with the law of attraction and it actually, you know, it actually happened and they actually document, oh yeah, this is a real thing. Okay, now you're going to get religious people. There's a lot of religious people that will attack you these days just for, I don't know, <laughs> just for being an uh, a critical thinker just for being a free thinker you will be attacked by religious people now not always and there's only certain people right because everybody's different you can get you can get 1,000 people that belong to a church you know and maybe two or three of them gonna be radical maybe maybe 10 or 20 gonna be radical but not all gonna be radical you know what I'm saying so I'm not trying to generalize and, and say that everything is this way or that way or whatever there's always a mix and that's what makes life interesting because we're all human beings, right? We're all different. Everybody is experiencing a different reality, okay? Now, 
when when you are pointed towards a certain reality then people look at it and they go oh okay then you're going to get some agreement with it and you're going to get some disagreement with it and you're going to get different views right okay so so we, you know with the law of attraction right we know it's real uh and and i got to tell you some things i know about the cia mm so the cia has been experimenting with all kinds of stuff right paranormal stuff like I mean, you know, they, they, they made things appear and then disappear and then appear and disappear. It's like, right, it, this goes back, this goes back like long, long, long time. Okay, they've been, they've been doing, they've been experimenting with different stuff. Now, they've also been conducting experiments with humans. I mean, we know this, right? There was this article in Rolling Stone magazine. This is not classified. This is not top secret anymore. Right, a lot of stuff is being declassified so people can read for themselves. Oh, yeah, this was a thing. And they used to do experiments with LSD and they used to take chicks back to apartments and stuff and you know, hey, you know, come party whatever, right? And they go back to the apartment and they they, they slip them, right? They did on Bill Cosby on them. Bro, Bill Cosby, don't get me started on Bill Cosby. Oh, man. I tell you, Bill Cosby. He had never uh, never mind. Let's not get into Bill Cosby. All right. But but anyway, so they would slip the girls some LSD and then they would they would journal about what happened. They would they would just write down like like, you know, so they would study what happened when when these people ingested LSD and they, they would write about it anyway. So um, but, you know, so so these things, uh, the CIA experimented with a lot of stuff. Now, for the law of attraction, I'm going to tell you guys this. The only thing, right? And this is the reason why a lot of people say, ah, this stuff no work. This this stuff no work, right? Okay. The reason why they say this is because they doubt. Okay? They doubt. Now, I don't care whether you're doubting the law of attraction. I don't care if you're doubting God. I don't care if you're doubting yourself. If you have doubt in any of those areas, okay? The law of attraction is going to work whether you think so or not. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. Okay? You know, when I look at my life, Hawaiians, I look at my life, right? Like before, my life was on was on task, was on job. My life was get up, okay, schedule, boom, boom, boom. Right? My life was like that. And then 12 years ago, right, I, I got introduced to how to control the law of attraction, how to make it work for you. Right, because you can you can go through this random thing, this randomness, right? And you can think that that life is random. And then okay, well I'm going through this, you know, now stuff always happens to me, right? No, no, no. Life happens for you if you make it happen for you. Right? But you gotta be on the right side of the fence. You gotta you gotta be at least one percent positive. Right? So so Rhonda Byrne is, is you know, she's she's one of the the authors uh, that I look up to, that I that I do uh, studies with and uh, studies on, right? And she wrote the book The Secret. She wrote the book The Power. Uh, she wrote the book The Hero. And she's coming out with a new movie. They're coming out with a new one, right? And and they came out with a version for children to teach kids how to manifest, right? You know, and and I can tell you that that kids manifest so easy, right? Because they know. They know like they know like they know they're going to get that red fire truck. They're going to get that, 
you know, they're going to get that, whatever they're going to get, right? They're going to they're gonna get that video game. They're going to get that iPad. They're going to get, they know. They know already. And, and kids are really good at doing that. Now, with that said, I'm going to say women are natural manifestors. Natural. Women, women always have, they live in abundance. They always live in abundance. Okay, now dudes struggle more for abundance. Okay, and I'll tell you why. It's because the way their brain is wired. Okay, so men, right, they, they look at things logically. They use the left brain. They analyze. They look at the. There is no logic to God. I mean, really, when when you when you entertain the concept of a higher power that we give off vibrations, that that vibrational field, okay, that's out there is called God, and that vibrational field is in everything. It's in the plants. It's in the trees, whatever. It's in the, it's in the grass in your yard. It's in everything. The dogs, the cats, the horses, everything. And it's all about vibration. Okay, you try and sit on a horse and you try and give the horse a bad vibration. That horse won't want anything to do with you and that horse will buck you off. Right? But you give that horse a loving vibration. The horse knows. How does the horse know? Okay, so so I mean, you know, one of the things I learned, I had a horse for 11 years. And one of the things, in fact, I learned more about my life and about teaching from my horse trainer than anybody else anybody else and my horse right both the horse and no really I'm, I'm serious the horse will teach you mm-hmm. so the horse the horse will teach you because when you do something wrong right the horse will react in such a way that you will know that what you did was wrong and you will feel it on a vibrational level, you will get that feeling, okay? And then and then the horse will begin to teach you how to ride it. And I did not know these things. I, I didn't know any of these things. And so so my you know my trainer, right? He I, I used to ask him, Harrison, how, well, what are we gonna do today? Well, you know, what are we gonna learn? What? He goes, just ride the horse. I said, ride the horse? He goes, just ride the horse in the in the arena, right? And so I just started to ride the horse. Now, when I did a wrong move, like, like say, you know, I was doing a left turn, right? And the left turn fell apart. The left turn broke, right? And the left turn was just not a good left turn, right? We spent the next 45 minutes learning how to do left turns, learning what to put into the, you know, the left turn, all of that. But the horse, right? The horse is very forgiving. And what I learned was that horses are not as smart as dogs, okay? They're, they're herd animals, right? They react with the rest of the herd. But these, these horses are not as smart. They're not big dogs, is, is my point, right? And I tried to make it my big dog, right? One day I was hugging my horse. <laughs> and here comes my trainer, right? And, and I, I just happened to give my horse a hug, right? Just, you know, and he said, you should never do that. And I was hugging you know, my horse from the front, right? You know, I just gave my horse a hug. And he said, you should never do that. And I said, why? And he said, because if one of the horses in the other stalls, because this was like paddocks all next to each other. He said, if one of those horses panic, these horses are herd animals, okay? So they react to things like mountain lions in the bushes, right? We don't have mountain lions in, in Hawaii, thank God. But, you know, but that's how they're wired, Right. So their natural enemy is like mountain lions. 
So if one horse jumps or if one horse runs or spooks, right? They call it spooks. Then the rest of the horses will react. And he said, if you're hugging your horse at that time and another horse reacts, your horse will run right over you. And and so I, I thought, really? And he goes, he goes, dude. <laughs> well, he didn't say dude, but I say dude, right? He he said he said horses are not as smart as dogs. They're not. And I was kind of disappointed, right? Because, you know, I had a dog once upon a time and we had a good relationship. You know what I mean? I love my dog, right? And you, my dog was excited to see me, you know. And my horse was like, eh, 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 what's up? You know what I mean? No, I'm kidding, but you know where I'm going with that, right? So, so you know, it was disappointing, right? For me, anyway. But then, my horse and I developed this relationship that I knew what vibe to project to this horse and how to touch this horse. My horse was so sensitive, right? So my horse, you just, you just nudge her on the, on the right leg and she will make a left turn because horses move away from pressure, right? So, so I mean, you know, and it was, it was that good that it was, it was like driving a Ferrari. So my horse was like a Ferrari uh, compared to some horses that, you know, you would have to put more pressure or you would have to kick them or you, whatever, right? So, so uh, it, you know, we developed this very, uh, I want to say, delicate uh, relationship that, that we only, you know, I only had to use a little bit, little bit, little bit. And it trained me in such a way that my sensitivity level, right? So, Paying attention, okay, paying attention to little things, small little things, mannerisms, okay, uh, and then and then I tra- this knowledge transferred over to humans. When I started watching humans, right, people at the mall, I noticed the small smallest little vibe from people, just because of the training I got, you know, with my horse trainer, and then it transferred into the classroom with my students. And then it transferred into the life coaching with, with, with my clients. And the way it transferred into the, the classroom with my students is my students would come in, right? They would do their exercises. And then they would, they would be seeking, like, okay, what's gonna, what, what are we going to do this week, right? Like, what, you know? And my answer was just sing the song. And it works the exact same way as just ride the horse. It's the same. It's the same thing, because during the song, I would see things, right, and I would pick up the littlest vibration, the littlest thing, and okay, we're gonna work on that. And guess what happened? At by the end of the lesson, and my lessons with with my with my students are either a half hour or one hour, one hour max, and even my half hour students. They start singing about 20 minutes after they do the exercise. The exercises last about 20 minutes. We do strength exercises that build up their strength, their muscles, right? Now, after that, we only got 10 minutes to sing. In those 10 minutes, right, my students level up and they make improvement. And, and they, can't, they can't believe it, right? And in the beginning, I couldn't believe it. You know, so now when, when, when I have, you know, people that really need extra time, when I have really introverted students, you know, they really need to be brought out of themselves. Or when I'm life coaching and I, ha- I see, you know, certain little things that I pick up little vibes on, 
I mean, this is all because of my horse trainer and my horse. This was all because of that experience in my life which lasted 11 years of which I only took two years of training. So for the first, you know, for, for, for the first nine years, right? The first nine years, I kept my horse. And this is, this is a lesson in gratitude. That, that This is the law of attraction and the lesson in gratitude that, that I'm going to share right now. Okay, so I, I know you guys you guys thinking like, okay, when are we getting to the law of attraction part? Okay, this is the part. <laughs> okay, so so I, I had my horse, right, for 11 years. And for nine out of those 11 years, right, I was busy. My career was taking off. You know, I was building my, my other companies and stuff, right? We were building the record company. We were building, 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 okay? And most of these things we were building online, Okay, and then there was the performances and we were performing, we did shows every weekend, we did, you know, we were, we were busy. And so there was a lot of, there were, there were many months where I didn't get to see my horse. And then there was like rainy season. So rainy season in Hawaii is like January, February, like around there. December, January, February, right? And during rainy season, it's really muddy at the, at the, at the farm. It was, it was a farm, it wasn't a ranch. There was no cattle, right? So it was just horses. They just bored horses. That's all. And and so so you know, I I would skip out some of those months and whatever. And then when I had time to take a break to get my grounding back, right? To ground myself back, you know, into the country and to to get away from the stress in the city, then I would go out and ride my horse. So I would go on the trail, you know, take my horse and spend you know, maybe an hour riding my horse, hour and a half, just riding to the trails and enjoying myself and, and, and just, you know, de-stressing, right? Just decompressing and just being around nature and my horse and, you know, and just riding, just riding. And then I would put my horse away and, you know, uh, give my horse a bath and, you know, put everything away. And then I would go back to the city and work. And basically, this is this is what happened, right? And this happened for nine years. Now, towards the ninth year, I started thinking because now, I, you know, that uh, during during that period of time, right? It it was it's been it was twelve years actually that I uh, uh, twelve years ago that that I was working with the law of attraction. So this was like uh, this was you know into that period of time where I was teaching the law of attraction, and then. I said to myself, I said to myself, wow, you know, like this, this is not working, right? And the part that wasn't working was I wasn't being grateful for my horse because I was only going out every once in a while, right? I was sending checks and all like, you know, just, just sending the checks and paying for the paddock, doing all that stuff, right? And, and paying the bills and whatever. But, but the part that I wasn't doing, right, was I wasn't being grateful for the horse, you know, I was taking, you know, I looked at it like I was taking care of one of God's creatures. And, you know, to me, that was a good thing. Right. But then, you know, I, I didn't really uh, appreciate the horse. I didn't really get into, you know, the horse. Right. So this is how gratitude changed everything in my life uh, with, with my horse. So um, so I started appreciating her and I started, you know, riding so I told my trainer I said you know what? I'm gonna start training uh, let, let's start training and let's you know let's have a goal instead of just coming and riding her around for an hour or whatever like I did for nine years let's have a goal 
So we had a goal. And the goal was to go and enter sorting championships. So sorting championships were like, you know, uh, you run run cows or you sort cows, right? So you sort one from the herd, another one from the herd, and then you run each cow through this obstacle course kind of thing. And so, you know, we would practice to do this. And it, it took it took a long while for me. It took like maybe, uh, I want to say a good, maybe eight to nine months to learn sorting, right? And then I, I entered the competition. I ended up getting very, very lucky because I was on this team with three other girls. It was this lady and her two daughters. And, and you know, they were horse people, right? Now the horse community really put up with me. And I got to say that, you know, uh, it was, it was, it was very, uh, they had a high tolerance for me. I mean, they really did. They showed me a lot of love and they, they really were kind to me and they put up with my learning process. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, this guy, but you don't know how to do this kind of stuff, but yeah, you know, he's okay. He's cool. And they, and they gave me a lot of leeway like that, right? Instead of getting pissed off at me or yelling at me or what, I mean, there was times I was, I was riding the wrong way. I was chasing the cow in the wrong direction. It was like on, it was like on Jim Carrey movie. You know, you know what I'm saying? So they were very kind to me. And, um, but you know, towards that end, when I got on that team, we started winning and then we started winning some more. And the idea of, of the winning and the contest is actually right to, to win money. So we were, I was winning money and you know, whatever. Right. And we had a company that we formed an LLC, which is dissolved already. You know, the horse is gone, baby girl's gone, but, um, you know, I gave her away and, and then, uh, but, but the, you know, we started winning money, right? So I had to, you know, declare the earnings and, and all of that and the taxes and all this stuff, right? And, and then we ended up winning second place. I, well, I ended up winning second place on the team with these ladies. And let me tell you, it was these ladies because I saw other, other teams, right? And like the first place team, I mean, these guys were top notch. These guys were, were horse people. And they knew exactly what to do. And, and they were really sharp. I mean, these guys were experts. And I wasn't. So I was the weak link on this team, right? And it wasn't, you know, I wasn't too bad. I, I could hold my own. But I wasn't really like an expert. I wasn't really a, a horse person in the true definition of horse person. And I was, you know, uh, there were there were other people that were, you know, uh let's say on a, a lower level than than myself right that we're just out there for the fun of it but I was serious I wanted to be good at what I did and I was lucky I was the, I was the least experienced guy on this team and I was you know with three girls and if it wasn't for those three ladies I would not have had this experience but because I started showing gratitude for my horse Right. And because I started training and, and, you know, so what I'm really trying to say is sometimes we take things for granted and I was taking her for granted. I just went down and just, you know, rode around whenever I wanted. And, you know, so I wasn't really making use of this Ferrari of a horse, this champion. Now, my horse trainer started winning buckles and contests and he was winning money and he was winning ribbons. And he I mean, he was doing all this stuff with her. You know, and then this other lady started using her and she won. 
she won, you know, some stuff, right? And so I had this champion horse that I wasn't even using uh, to the best of my ability. It's sort of like buying a Ferrari and leaving it in the garage, right? It was the same principle. And so I started appreciating. And guess what happened? I, I, I mean, till today, till today, I have my second place, the chaps. They give me chaps. You know, and you wear these chaps over your, you know, when you ride, you wear the chaps. And, whatever. and I still have my chaps. And to me, that was that was a huge accomplishment. And I valued that that day, the, the day that I was awarded second place. And I, I, it was like a dream. It was like a dream to me when they called our names, right? Now, it wasn't a dream because these girls are good. They were good at what they did. But it was a dream for me that I was involved. And that was a result of gratitude. Because if I wasn't grateful for, you know, for Bebe, which is what I called my horse. My, my horse's name was Duchess, but I called her Bebe Girl. Duchess to me was a little stuffy. But if it wasn't for that gratitude that I put in, right? So in other words, if God gave you a Ferrari, okay? And God said, okay, here you go. Here's your dream car. And you leave it in the garage and you don't drive it. You're not being grateful for it, Right? You're just taking it for granted. It's it's just a thing for you. It's just there. You know what I'm saying? So so that led to that that second place, and it was the most special thing that I've ever done because it was outside of my box. And as a life coach, that's what I do with people. You know, I take them out of their box. I take them out of their box. I teach them how to do this. You know, law of attraction. Okay, how are we gonna manifest this? You know, affirmations, meditation, all this stuff. You know, um, and it's a lot of, there's a lot of spiritual things involved. There's a lot of spiritual belief involved, depending on who or what they believe in. Some of, some of my clients do not believe in God and they believe in themselves. I'm like, okay, you know, but we got to get you to believe in yourself then, you know, if not God. And, and so, so there's, there's many elements to, to what I teach. But the bottom line is, you know, at the end of the day, we're human beings, and that's our strength. Our strength is we are humans. And humans are far more, have far more potential, have far more, uh, I want to say, um, far more usage than we are using. See, we can do so much more. And we're only now, like this is 2020. Okay, there's a lot of negative things going on. There's the virus going on. Everybody's in quarantine, all of that. But there is so much more that the human being can do. And we're finding that out every year. Quantum physics tells us all these things now. Quantum physics tells us we're, we're up to the 10th dimension. We're discovering the 10th dimension. We live, we live in the third dimension, right? We, we live in a 3D world, right? It's 3D. Can you imagine 10? I, I, cannot, I cannot visualize 10. Right. But quantum physics. Right. These scientists tell us it's there. It's there. We found it. We know we know how it works. We we're there. You know, we're up to 10 so far. Now, these guys work their way up from the three dimensional world. Right. So I'm like 10. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Hines. OK. But all I know is that every time I put forth some positive energy, some positive thoughts, some positive motivation, wonderful things happen in my life. Okay. I, I went from a $400 Mercedes, right? 
I, I mean, sorry, I went from a $400 Toyota. Yeah, I don't think I want a $400 Mercedes. But, you know, and I worked my way up and the goal was Mercedes. You know, and that was, that was, you know, that, that was the, I'm on my second one. This is the second one. You know, I lease cars now because I, I was buying cars for, I bought new cars for the last, I don't know how many years. I think it was 12 years when I, when I started the Law of Attraction. And, and that's the only time I bought a new, a new car. And that's the only time I leased a car. Because the, my old paradigm, right, that my mom put in my head was get a, get a good used car, good used car, good used car. And that's all I got. You know, because that was what I was programmed to believe. You know, and then when I started getting new cars, the only thing I know in the last 12 years, and this is going to work for you too, but you have to be brave enough to do it. Okay, is is I've had new car smell for the last 12 years. That's all I know. New car smell. Every time I take a deep breath in my car, ah, new car smell. That's all I know. You know, and and because that is my new paradigm and that's my new understanding and because I rewrote my subconscious to that, it keeps happening no matter what. And guess what? The money comes. The clients come. Right. And I told you guys the story about the Waikiki show. Right. We didn't know how we were going to do it. And the how is God's job. Right. But as soon as we took the steps, the clients started coming. The contracts came in and boom, eleven thousand dollars. We paid the hotel. I mean, we, we paid eleven thousand dollars for a series of shows. I mean, you know, so it doesn't matter if you want that house. OK, you have to be brave enough to take the steps towards that house. And when you do, the money will come, the jobs will come, or, or whatever it is will come. Okay, you you might even you might even meet somebody who is wealthy, and and get in a relationship with him or her, and boom, <laughs> they buy the house. Or you never know how it's gonna come, and that is the beauty of life, and that is the law of attraction, and that Hawaiians is is what I have to offer. And, and the real life experience that is there to show you that, hey, you know, it wasn't until I started being grateful. It wasn't until I started appreciating my horse that the good part happened. Right now, just think if I didn't do that. Just think if I, I was just going day to day, you know, and, and just riding the horse whenever, right? And not being really grateful for the kind of horse I had. Because everybody was telling me how good my horse was. Everybody was going, wow, you, your horse is amazing. You know what? Everybody loves your horse. Your horse is amazing. And I, and, you know, and I just took it as a compliment. And, and the buckles kept coming in. The ribbons kept coming in. And I was not participating at that level that I could make a buckle or, or a, a whatever, right, come in for me. And, 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 you know, in inside, there was a fear element inside. There was a, oh, yeah, man, well, that's, that's good for my trainer, but I don't think I could do it. You see? And then when I committed, when I said, all right, we're just going to go all in. We're just going to commit. We're just going to do this. And when that happened, that's when the magic happened. So just remember that. And it will happen for you, too. Because all you got to do, Hawaiians, is you got to take, oh, sorry. I, I got to go, Hawaiians. All you got to do is take the steps. Take the baby steps. Garen's bomb barons, you can get them. All right. Hey, we'd like to thank the sponsors of our show, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy. 
Sister Jerry over there at Island Club and Spa. Hey, we want to thank Voicemaster Enterprises, Family of Service Companies, and of course, AFM Hawaii Music. That's right, featuring the music of Darren Chinen. You can get it on iTunes, just download. Just go, his name is spelled Darren, D-A-R-R-I-N. Okay, Chinen is spelled C-H-I-N-E-N, okay? And you can get him on iTunes. He's recording pop right here in Honolulu, Hawaii. Just think about it. Wow. All right. See you next time, boys. Mahalo and ah.